perhaps the most widely practiced art form several decades ago, now making a surprise comeback and hopefully inspiring a new generation of music lovers. Help me to create the ultimate music compilation. Share your recommendation on the theme, get involved, get mentioned and get listed. Hi, my name is Isad Hazekar and welcome to Build My Mixtape. And we started season number one and that has the theme, artist name or song title that contains the word one. Yes, those are the types of recommendations I would like to get for my first ever mixtape. And I am not uh, selecting the, the songs out of my uh, collection. It is all based on your recommendation. So go to my Facebook page. That is facebook.com slash buildmymixtape and uh, you can still uh, list your recommendation for the theme and pretty soon I will actually start making the mixtape. I will actually physically make the mixtape and you can see me uh, doing all the preparation also on YouTube because I've got also a Build My Mixtape YouTube channel and also do reaction videos if you give me a recommendation for a song that I've never heard before. So that could be fun so once in a while. And um, yeah, if you want to comment, uh, obviously you can leave that here on the podcast, but you can also send an email to buildmymixtape at gmail.com. And today I actually want to start to talk about cassettes. And when you think about cassettes, you don't think about the reel-to-reel tape, you know, the the big um, tapes that you put uh, and and play music on. I think a lot of people don't even know that medium actually exists. When you think about cassette, you think about the one that was invented by Philips and uh, and you know, brought out to the wide world in 1963. And that is what we actually call the compact cassette. And that is probably the the cassette that you have in mind. That's also the the logo of this podcast. That is a analog compact cassette. Now, what I want to talk about now is not the analog compact cassette. In 1992, there were some publications in the newspaper that uh, I was reading when I was a young boy and I was astonished by the news that Philips was actually now going to introduce a digital compact cassette and I started reading all about it because I, I like audio equipment and stuff like that not not as an engineer because I'm not an engineer I'm, I'm just a consumer of electronic musical uh, electronic uh, components and I love looking at it as well because uh, most of them are just absolute pieces of art when you look at it and um, the idea of a digital version of the compact set really intrigued me and you have to realize that I will I'm born and raised in Eindhoven and Eindhoven is basically the town of Philips and my dad worked for Philips and we are also allowed, therefore, to go to the local Philips employee, employee shop in Eindhoven. Now, there were more over the world, but the one in Eindhoven was the biggest because obviously Philips and Eindhoven are 
basically intertwined with each other. So I find myself quite often in the Philips employee store um, for any kind of reason. If if my parents um, had like uh, we need to get new bags for a vacuum cleaner or whatever, just just to name something. Then I will tag along and go into this Philips employee shop. And while my parents were doing the boring shopping bits, I was looking at uh, and I was gorping and salivating at all these um, audio equipment that was there on display. And uh, also what I like to do is when I go to the city center, uh, and we're talking about uh, the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, yeah. Um, there were loads of uh, audio shops, audio equipment shops. So then you've got walls full of uh, cassette decks uh, and um, and tuners and, and all that kind of stuff. And I just love looking at it. It doesn't matter which brand. I, I was just looking at how beautiful uh, they are. And uh, on the cassette decks, I was pressing the uh, eject button to see how, how, how the, the mechanism opens and how you put the tape in and how it closes and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when they were announcing the digital compact cassette in 1992, I was just beyond excited. Yeah. Think about tomorrow we go to Disney World excited yeah Th that level of excitement and um then i started to see the first pictures of it and uh, it is from the the philips 900 series and that just looked absolutely gobsmacking fantastic i just it was basically love at first sight and then a prototype was available in the philips uh, employee store in eindhoven so I had to go there, you know, I had to see this thing. And there it was, it was on display and you could touch it, you know, <laughs> and and it was uh, powered. So so you can open and close the, uh, the, the mechanism where you put the cassette in and you start to see what the cassette looks like. And it has got the same shape as the analog cassette, but it looks very futuristic. The design was absolutely stunningly beautiful. And so I, I just had to have one of those, you know, I, I, I knew that I wanted to have one, uh, the first article uh, that I read about it, I, I knew I wanted to have one. And to my recollection, um, the first ever DCC deck was 1600 guilders. Now, I find it very hard to calculate backwards uh, how that is in, in your money, yeah? Uh, like in US dollars or uh, British pounds or euros even. But it, it was for me a lot of money. That that basically means I had to work an entire summer do, doing, a, doing a night shift cleaning trains, for example, do that for six weeks, and then I would have enough money to buy the damn thing. But that is what I, uh, what I was going to do, you know. I would have that dedication to do that. Um, and luckily enough is that when um, you were um, somehow linked to a family for which one of them worked at Philips, like, like my dad was, you could have a discount. So you could actually get the DCC uh, recorder for 1300 guilders. Now, that was like the introduction price for the early adapters, you know, and, and I signed up for it. So actually, I think I'm um, definitely one of the first who ever got a DCC deck at home. Uh, 
and my god that was absolutely fantastic I must say, you know, when when you compare the analog cassette uh, and the digital cassette, there's there's no compare. Yeah, the the quality of of the music is just enormously different, and I really embraced uh, uh, the format. And uh, it's just a shame that uh, it 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 died. Um, well, a premature uh, death, really. Uh, it 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 is not dead. Let let me just say that there's there's still. Uh, uh, a very group, a group of very enthusiastic people, to want to keep the format alive, and I'm, uh, uh, and and they are basically collected as as a the DCC uh, museum, and uh, they've got their own Facebook page, and you can also become a Patreon uh, for the DCC museum. What what I uh, uh, have done as well, and just for the love of of the medium and there's a fantastic documentary uh that the dcc museum has made and i will put a link to it in the in the notes and it's really worth your while watching it it's about an hour and really the 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 important people uh who brought dcc to life are actually interviewed so um that that is was quite surprising they did an extremely good job at doing that documentary now as uh, as as eventually um they threw the towel in the ring and they were not making any new dcc decks anymore and basically the uh the format uh, uh was discontinued you know that is that is basically how, how you should call it i was very sad i was very sad because i invested a lot of my uh, money but certainly a lot of my emotion into this format and um it was it was a sad day a really sad day and there was a period where i actually didn't want to touch it anymore because i was oh, that's the emotional part of it but you know about a few years ago it, it started to sparkle again and uh, i'm i'm back in love with the medium uh although it is very difficult to get hold of uh, a good working dcc deck because obviously there aren't that many made compared to other formats so if you look on ebay uh quite often uh, the the recorders are hardly used so whether or not they are faultless that is the question and if there is a fault and you want to get it repaired um who can repair it you know that is extremely difficult to find someone who can repair it i know that at the dcc museum they they do repairs but that is in los angeles so that's a bit too far away from me because i live in the united kingdom so as far as i know there's no person in the united kingdom who um wants to come out uh, wants to come forward and say uh i am qualified to repair these these machines um so yeah it is it is a bit of a of a search um i do have uh a dcc deck a Marantz uh dcc deck uh it has its moments uh so i'm not entirely sure that it is fully operational but at least uh, i have one uh, I also have two portable ones, a DCC player and a portable DCC recorder. And at the moment they are not doing much either. So I think they, uh, all of them need, need, need a bit of attention. But I definitely, 
want to uh, invest in making sure that uh, they are in tip-top condition and then uh, because I've got loads of pre-recorded DCC tapes so I, I, I would love to to play them again so there's a lot more to say about this digital compact set uh, too much to put into one episode so in future episodes uh, I think that there's certainly stuff for two more podcasts related to uh, the DCC format. Uh, there's one that where I can talk about the 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 format wars uh, between DCC and Minidisc because they came out at the same time. Totally different products, really. Uh, but yeah, there was a, a big competition between the two. Uh, and if you want to think in terms of who won DCC or Minidisc then uh, I would think Minidisc obviously because more people would know about that medium and obviously that there are more uh, there's more equipment for Minidisc and I embraced uh, Minidisc eventually as well so uh, after the DCC was discontinued I I did look into Minidisc and and I love that medium too you know I'm I'm at the time <coughs> during the format wars yeah <laughs> Um, different story but I, I will come back to that another time and uh, a third podcast could be uh, about the whole discussion about should the digital compact cassette actually deserve a second life um, there are a lot of views about that um, there's a lot of uh, love for the medium but also uh, there are a lot of people who uh, do not really like the compact cassette, the digital one, uh, for some kind of reason. Uh, I, I don't know why. Uh, you know, there should always be be a bit of love for any uh, audio medium uh, in in everybody's heart, really. But anyway, th those are uh, the the other two episodes that uh, will be coming. And there is more news about uh, the digital compact cassette. Uh, Pretty soon, there's going to be a very stunningly interesting announcement uh, that is going to be made by the DCC Museum. And as soon as that is official, then I can share it with you too. But for the moment, let's leave it as it is because I'm clocking almost 15 minutes. So <laughs> that is uh, way enough of your time uh, to listen to this. At least you know my personal connection with the digital compact cassette format. And it will be continued next week.